Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. That's me. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. I love to talk to creative people about how they do their thing, how they hang in there through all the ups and downs. And today I have three guests. They're the three men behind the new movie, Lose, spelled L-U-Z, Spanish for light. Um, it's a love story set in a minimum security prison and also what happens when our two lovers get out of the prison. I had no idea about this movie. It wasn't really on my radar. I got uh, an email from the publicist. I said, sure, I'll check it out. And I loved it. Um, I was so invested in the love story. And I think it's really hard to make a love story where you really care, where you want them to be together. And so I wanted to talk to these three guys about how they pulled it off. So uh, we'll be talking with the writer-director, John Garcia, as well as the two actors, Ernesto Reyes and Jesse Taya. And uh, I was super excited to talk to them because I love their movie. But before we get to the interview, I want to get a mention in for the virtual game nights that I'm still hosting of You Don't Know My Life. Uh, I know we're getting closer, hopefully, to being able to go back out into the world. But if you want to have some fun on Zoom, stay connected to the people you love, I would love to help you do that and host a game night for you. So you can learn more about that at youdon'tknowmylife.com. And here, without any further ado, it's the three men behind the movie Lose, John Garcia, Ernesto Reyes, and Jesse Tate. All right, joining me now via Zoom are the three men behind the new movie Lose. It's writer-director John Garcia and the two lead actors. We've got uh, Ernesto Reyes and Jesse Taya. Am I saying that right, Jesse? As you are. Awesome. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Um, they sent me this link and said, you know, this movie's coming out. And I was like, I'll take a look at it. And like 15 minutes in, I'm like, I'm obsessed with this. I want to talk to these people. Um, and I'm so excited to, to be doing this interview because I love the movie so much. Um, let's let people get kind of acclimated to your voice. So, John, you're the writer-director. Uh, I'll start with you so that they'll know who, who's talking. But um, how would you describe the storyline to somebody that you just met, say, at a coffee shop or something? Like, uh, what's your what's your synopsis? Sure, sure. And often often I struggle with this, you know, uh, you know, just in general. But um, I think I the way I describe this to people is it's it's a prison romance. It's two people meet in in prison and and they and they have a, a, a friendship that turns into a love affair. And then once they are both out of prison, they uh, they they explore whether what they had in prison was real or or uh, just a just a, the two of them being together. Yeah, under, just uh, like a showmance that you would have on a on a film production was is it built to last or was it just showmance. site specific? Yes. I've never heard that before, but that makes so much sense. A showmance, showmance? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Showmances yeah. are not bad; they can be good. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Ernesto, talk to me about your character Ruben, and, and people can get a, a a feel for your voice as well. Yeah, first of all, thank you for having us, and thank you for you know for for watching the movie as well. Um, well, basically, for me, Ruben, it's, it's this guy that, you know, he's, he's made so many, like, mistakes, and he's kind of had, like, this weight on his shoulders, and, you know, he's too kind of, like, too serious, he's very analytical, he's kind of, like, coming into this space, into this prison, uh, not knowing that that's, that was exactly what he was, like, looking for throughout his whole life, like, all the questions that he had, that he has, um, they're kind of like they start coming together but it's a process to get there you know it's like you know releasing guilt and and, and belief systems and things that he, he he thinks is like he's in prison within you know his own thoughts and mind um and 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 then he meets this guide um that happens to be carlos and and um jesse's character and it just it, it's the perfect the perfect like merging into into just letting go of, of everything and kind of like start like a new world in, in prison and and of course then you know as everything when we get too close we're humans and and it's an attachment is it admiration it's a combination of all these different um, emotions that he's exploring and um, it feels great I think that Carlos is the perfect guide for him because it, it's someone that he can look up to but um sexy as well and you know he's got like the perfect mixture so so they they bond and and and, and then you know um like like john said um there's a point where things kind of like take a 
a different like a twist right and then you know he has to re really like become a man like i feel like ruben kind of like becomes this like he has to make different choices once once the whole drama starts and you know uh, um, he gets out of prison and stuff like that so he he's, he's just looking for for the, his own north right um and i think that's what what um ruben throughout the whole movie he's kind of like going forward no matter what's happening and and you know he loses his mom while he's in prison and and you know there's like knock after knock after knock but without him knowing you know um carlos has set up some foundation that helps him to get through that and even though he's mad that you know uh at him and you know all these things that love entails and 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 he questions whether that was that's real or not so i feel like is this journey towards finding finding himself and 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 allowing himself to 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 feel like he deserved to be loved and to love you know what i mean so that whole journey that's what i i feel ruben goes through throughout the whole movie yeah you hooked into that um mm -hmm. so jesse talk to me about carlos what kind of guy is he um i would say carlos is average average yeah i mean i would say the average joe uh, he, he's he's raised in a in a would say in a, in a latin machismo family right you know so so uh old fashioned right so right. they they they're kind of you know he's a i think he discovered he discovered himself at a young age but he was kind of afraid to kind of open up because of the surroundings his mother right. or father right and uh life goes on and uh he kind of gets in trouble you know uh goes to prison whatnot and um meets ernesto right meanwhile in prison he already had had some and, and carlos had already had some experiences already but he's still not completely uh he still he still carries his family's basically his family's traditions and whatever they told him as, as he was raised he was he was raised so when he finds Ernesto, he um, I guess he finds his his golden ticket, his angel. You know, right. He, he has a ticket to something real. Some, exactly. Something if he's, real. If he's got the courage to take it. Of course. Of That's course. what and I loved about the movie that it that it's not about somebody's going to find out that these two are lovers and what they're gay or whatever. It's more of like they found this thing that's real and are they going to be able to have the courage to to live it or are they going to buy into the structures that have been set for them traditionally. And that's what I really liked, liked about the movie. Um, so John, and I'd love to hear from all three of you, what was it like to shoot in that prison? Where did you shoot at? And what was it like to do that? Uh, well, first off, I wanted to say that I, I love what you just said, um, that you uh -huh. went on to that. And the fact that it was kind of moving past sort of um, some other uh, um, familiar... Right. Uh, um, uh, attributes we see in, in films like this, where we're moving past that slightly, and it's it's more about if they have the courage to, you know, they found something real, and there was, you know, gender, whatever, like sexual sexual orientation that wasn't really, it's that they bonded and they found a connection, and there was something that, you know, I think I feel like people have that connection with somebody like every so often in this life, you know, like very yeah. few times. You know? It doesn't and happen that much. It doesn't, but it does happen, and and. Um, you know, and do we have the courage to, to, to explore it to its fullest? Yes. You know, mm -hmm. throughout, throughout uh, you know, throughout life and, and uh, all that life throws at us, you know. And so I, I like that you caught on to that. And um, I, I told you last night I was doing the uh, director's commentary. Yeah. And, did you uh, tell all kinds of crazy stories about people? Uh, did you, you were know, you I like, was, oh, Jesse was such a nightmare in this shot. He would not stop. Yeah, I was like, it. I remember, yeah, okay, yeah. Ernesto was very mad at me on this take. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Uh, it was all, it was all positive. It was all positive stuff, but it was just, it was just fun. Anyway, I wanted to comment on it. We can read this, that if you want later on, but, but to answer your question, um, Lacey Todd, our, uh, our producer, um, she and I were trying to find a location. We were almost going to make this, uh, kind of a kiss to the spider woman type thing. Right. All in a cell. We were going to, uh, go into a studio and just shoot it all in studio and just make that happen. Two hours, however long it was going to be, and it would just we'd carry the drama. I made another movie like that recently that was a chamber drama, and I thought let's do it again, you know. And then we found this location. The uh, Doug over at the uh, Portland uh, Oregon Film Commission uh, called us and said, 
after multiple uh, inquiries about um, facilities, uh, prisons in the area, we got a call and we got a green, possible green light. We went to check it out. And lo and behold, um, there was an empty facility that was been used for training. It was minimum security. Um, it had been a women's facility. Uh, and and um, there was kind of a dance to make sure we were all on the same page. And, um, and they wanted to make sure that uh, there was a restriction on some some types of scenes that we weren't allowed to film. Luckily, we didn't want to film those types of scenes anyhow. Like what? Uh, like what were they like? No go on. Yeah, no go on uh, predatory scenes. Nobody, no, no, uh, nobody cornering another inmate into a into a corner and forcing themselves on them sexually. Right. That wasn't allowed. But I, we hadn't written that in there anyway. Right. Um, they wanted us to kind of stay away from gang life a little bit, uh, even though we did have sort of a subtextual. Uh, um, or like a B story about the the Aryan Brotherhood in the three hour version of the film, right? Uh, that we that we cut out. Um, and I always felt, at, you know, as the writer and creator, I, I I was well aware that it seemed like a tack on sort of uh, B story anyhow. And there wasn't enough. There was there's nothing new that we didn't know about about right. that world. So we didn't delve too far into that. But um, so we find the location and uh, they give us the green light. And we were just over the moon. There were some rules, like we couldn't, we weren't allowed to wear blue because next door is the uh, the maximum, and uh, the colors that the inmates uh, that they, they call them AICs, adults in custody, they wore blue, and so they ordered us not to wear blue. A couple of times I wore blue. I like I wanted to stay in my car and have somebody bring me a pair of pants or something. You wow. know, but but, but like uh, <laughs> was the idea that they, people would confuse you for inmates and it would yes yeah exactly yeah and uh and so we didn't want you know there's towers over there in the maximums we just right you know uh yeah. we just had to be careful but the whole thing the staff they were i mean I'm, ernesto and jesse can uh back me up on this too they were awesome like they, they would they would have ideas like hey what if you did this you could right. do a scene like this and yeah. we're like i, I love that you right. know and uh one of them, um, he was kind of a little bit resistant at first. He didn't want to get involved, and after and after a while, he's like, "Hey, do you actually do you want to get actual inmates, actual AICs in the film?" We're, and we didn't want to ask for that because we didn't want to overstep our boundaries. Right. And and then that ended up being, you know, we had nineteen to twenty five. Um, I'm unsure of the exact number uh, AICs that were actually in the film, and they right, were because there's custody. there's people yeah. in it. There's extras. There's right. They all had about twelve months or less of their of their sentence to serve. <laughs> And we all we all got really close to them. I mean, Jesse and Adonisa can probably attest to this that we all had, you know, we kind of we made some friends. They yeah. were hanging out. I kept on apologizing to them, like, I'm sorry to keep you guys here for waiting or whatever. And they were like, I have nowhere to be. Yeah, what am I, what am I going to do? Right? <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? <laughs> like they were so uh, they were so thankful and graceful, and uh, they wanted to. Uh, all they asked for was Costco pizza. And we would have given them first more, of all, all Costco pizza is delicious. <laughs> it is. It, thank you. Um, but also, you were you were humanizing people that are in prison and giving them rich lives and backs, backgrounds and futures. Um, and that's what the movie's about. And so I think that thematically, they would probably really groove to what you guys were doing. For the yeah, actors, I, what was it I, like for you guys to be in that space? Well, uh, for me, uh, just like what you're saying, it, it was sur it was surreal. You know, it's kind of like, how many times do you get to as an actor to to you know to play and to be on, in a circumstance where there's like it's, it it doesn't get more real than that, right? right? So, and then on top of that, you have these um, people so grateful, and 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 John, he made sure that the environment he he merged everything so we were like one you know we became a family we had lunch together it was just like um this one family so um it felt surreal if it, it felt like he had a purpose behind it and and they were all aware of that and they they were all giving like their 100 percent like you like you just mentioned you know their days were like um full of something so special so it was the same it was like a like a perfect trait you know um as an actor, you 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 wanting to connect and and you wanting as real as you get. So again, um, having that experience, I, I kept on feeling like so grateful for it. You know. Yeah. So yeah. What about you, uh, Jesse? What was it like? Um, I mean, getting up at four thirty in the morning, <laughs> going to the prison. It's still dark, and then you're walking into this prison, right? And it's just as an as a, as an actor, you to to just be the character so much easier. Right? Mm -hmm. So you're walking in there, you're walking through these metal doors, you're seeing 
I mean, you've seen the, uh, the tower. Right. You probably walk different. You just yeah, move yeah. different. It's so, it's so, yeah. So it's so, it was mesmerizing for me as an actor. It was mesmerizing because mm-hmm. it's just so easy to get into the character. And then these jails, and then and then you meet all these, which the inmates, which were phenomenal. We became like we all bonded. And John made sure we mm-hmm. all bonded the way he set it up. We had lunch together. We mm-hmm. rapped. We took that footage together. It was just memorable experience. I would never forget this film for the rest of my life. Ah, oh, that's it was, beautiful. So, yeah. John, this movie works or doesn't work based on their chemistry, and they mm-hmm. have such incredible chemistry. There's a lot of long takes where the camera's just on the two of them. And I was like, this could go on for weeks. I'm in it. <laughs> when did you know you had that? And like, and and it feels like there's not a lot you can do to encourage it, right? It, it, it's either there or not. Talk to me about chemistry with these two. Sure, right. So we, we had a, an all-day audition in Los Angeles, and I saw a lot of talented folks, but... Um, you know, when Ernesto walked in, I had a feeling about him. I think we, I think we, I think we kind of connected. And uh, as he was leaving the audition, I think I like ran after him. You know, I'm like, hey. I hey, love the so. stories where people run after you at the audition. <laughs> <laughs> you always hear those stories with like famous people, and they ran out to the parking lot. And if I was an actor, I would always walk kind of slow, like still in the hall. <laughs> Like, where are they going to come oh, here? Yeah. Let's right. see. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, check my phone by the car. For, like, you always hear the running after the audition story. Yeah, yes, I did that. So I went up to him. He and ran I think, up I think to he, him. I think he knew I was excited about him uh, right then. And, and um, you know, we, we, we asked a couple questions, you know, about... Uh, several things pertaining to the film and not before. And then we did the audition and I just, I loved, I loved how it went and it seemed like he got the material. And when Jesse came in, you know, um, because I, I feel like, I was talking about this yesterday. I feel like both of these men, their approach to acting is, is, is different. I mean, I mean, I feel like, um, I feel like Jesse's very like raw, you know, and he'll bring, he'll, he'll just bring this, you know, he brings all this sort of uh, organic, natural grittiness. And he's got, he's, he has the accent. He's got this, the Bronx, you know, and he's got, he's got so much going and he's raw. And then Ernesto um, is uh, very analytical, wants to break everything down. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And he's, he crafts his acting very carefully. Right. But, but, he, but, he, but he also lets it all go. He also right. just tosses it all out and just, nice. all right, I'm here. You know, so, I mean, um, and I thought that their styles uh, complemented each other uh, very well. And I think when I, when I, you know, we had all the the head the headshots like you do, and you know we're all going through them, and and I'm holding these two up, and people are like, yeah, and then, you know, every, everybody has their favorites or whatever. But from the get go, I was, I was like, this is it. This is what I this is what I saw when I was writing the thing, and I, I know that that these two um, they seem genuinely excited from what I got, what, right. I, what I could gather, you know. I like it. Yeah, what was it yeah. like when you first put them together? Um, you know, that's that's. That's the interesting thing about, you know, about movie making sometimes. You don't know. You imagine in your head, you're like, oh, I know it's going to. Luckily, in my career, like, it's it's always, I've always had a good vibe about these two people will compliment each other because of this or that, you know. But when we, when we got them together, um, I didn't, I never feared that there would be uh, any issues of them not having chemistry. And I think the fact that they were, um, you know, uh, living together during the time, you know, uh, I, I didn't see how, how a connection couldn't, uh, couldn't come to fruition, especially because, I mean, from what I knew about these two individuals, they were very, like, giving and, uh, you know, and very generous and very sweet. And, and so when I, when I saw them together, because um, we didn't shoot their – the first scene we shot of them was on the uh, – when, when Ernesto um, – when uh, uh, Ruben comes back and they're on the patio, this is like uh, – I think this is the, the night after – um, the, the awkward dinner with mom where he shows up drunk the yeah. next day he's on the patio smoking a cigarette that's the first time and I remember Jesse had just gotten the part the day before and he's trying to go over his lines and, and I'm, you know we're talking about hey it's hey we can be a little bit uh, we can be loose with the lines it didn't matter he still had them all he still got them all you know uh, and, uh, and and they were running it and I remember like you know I was uh, kind of dying of anticipation to see how it would flow and it just they were helping each other you know and uh you know, whenever, you know, because Ernesto had more time with the script than uh, Jesse did. And uh, Ernesto uh, knew the lines enough to be able to, you know, to help him out if ever if something got dropped. They would, they would kind of flow with each other is what, I, is what I noticed, you know. And they seemed to be just really just getting it, you know. Um, and it's, interesting, it's interesting those first few days in a film. Um, I think Jesse's uh, hair in the beginning is 
different than in the end. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're kind of developing. I just chalked uh, that up to the, a lot of time the to stress of prison. Out. What's that? The stress of prison can change somebody's hair. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, it can work out. There's happy accidents like that yeah. all the time. You know. So thank you for saying that. But well, uh, talking about the chemistry. I knew it was a love story, but I didn't. I didn't read a lot before I watched it. So characters are introduced, and you're thinking, "Oh, I want it to be. I want the love story to be these two. And there's another younger guy that appears, and I'm like, "No, not him. The guy in the cell." Like I yeah. knew who I wanted to be together before yeah. the movie told me who was going to be together. It was like, "No, it's those two. Like it was very palpable. Um, for, when you when you're in it, it's probably not as you, you have no idea how other people are going to experience, but. Like, no, they need to be together. Like, I decided that before the movie told me it. Um, what was your partnership like, uh, Ernesto and Jesse? How did you guys kind of develop your way of working together or, or having that chemistry? Jesse, tú, por favor. All right, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Like John said, I, I had got the... Uh... I got I got the script and everything a day before, so I flew I uh, I flew to Portland, and I met Ernesto, and, and there was chemistry immediately. As soon as I saw him, it was we looked at each other. It was like okay, it was just I don't know. There was like a sense of relief or something. I don't know. It was just like, <sighs> and, it was just like boom, right? and then I call Ernesto like my fallen angel because he had my back from the get. Like we, we was like let's run, let's run over lines. Do you want coffee? Uh, he was always just like. So well, it, I just it was like the flip part. side of the roles you played in the movie, where you were showing him the ropes, he was showing you the ropes in terms of the exactly, the but it's vice versa. Yeah, that's interesting. That's and um, yeah, it was, it was the chemistry was just there, and we had each other's back. I mean, if anything, if there was a, if there was ever there was ever a flaw in, in, in the lines or whatever, Ernesto had me, I had him, and it was just we really got lost in the character. It was it was real, it was very surreal. It was very. It was. It was just very surreal. So um, my experience, I, 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 I was Carlos. I really was Carlos. I was Carlos that whole time over there. I was. I don't know where Jesse went, but I was Carlos. That's wild. Um, yeah. And, John, did you have this feeling of, like, when you were seeing them together, oh, I can just leave the camera on them like this? Like, did Because as a viewer, I was, like, I was so in it that I, I, I wasn't yeah. like, okay, we get it. They're in love. Move it on. Like, I, there was something relaxed about being with them. And I'm wondering if yeah. you felt that on the other side of the camera. I did. I especially felt it. I relived it last night when I was doing the director's commentary when they were in the cell talking about uh, they're both wearing their A shirts and their necklaces and they're sitting next to each other and talking about light and you know the cellmates and uh, you know what it you know the meeting somebody who was a lover and a brother and all these things at once and not not being able to really. Uh, put it into words, you know, um, but he was describing love, you know, I could have watched, I remember being there watching that scene and be, I just wanted to keep doing takes. Let's keep doing takes. Let's yeah. just keep doing takes, you know, cause I just, every time it was, it was, it was something different. And it was uh, the original scene of that was like, you know, 15, 20 minutes long. And I had, you know, multiple people, people telling me, you gotta, you gotta cut that scene down. You know, I know, I know you like it, but, um, so I would get lost in watching, watching them work multiple times, multiple scenes. Yeah. I could, I could uh, it see just, that. It was incredible. Um, there, the character's mother, Je, um, Jesse's character's mother, Carlos's mother, uh, has this wonderful little speech that she does about machismo. Um, mm -hmm. I wrote down a line cause I really stuck with me. Let's see if I can find it. Machismo does not teach men to be men. It gives them a reason to act like boys. Mm -hmm. I thought, mm -hmm. well, that's the movie. That's, you know, mm -hmm. like talk to me about writing that and, and wanting to explore those ideas. Totally, totally. I, I connected with a friend of mine who's a professor of Chicano literature at the University of Texas, and I wanted to ask him, what's the origin of machismo culture? And he told me it originated from Spain, and Spain bringing uh, this idea of uh, honor, the honor, the code of honor um, to to the uh, to the New World, to to these indigenous people, and they, you know, the Spanish conquered the indigenous people, um, uh, took their women, you know, and out of that came. This sort of compromise by the by the indigenous people of the machismo, you know, they, they can take everything from us, but they don't. They can't take us, our soul. You know, we are still, and 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 that's and that's how he he believed that the idea of the machismo culture, uh, it was indigenous, you know, and honor, they borrowed the code of honor from from uh, from the Spanish, and so uh, 
you know, I was I was reaching, I was trying to find as much as I could about this, you know, uh, you know, researching uh, Chicanos and zoot suits and sort of the origin of, of that in, into the United States. And uh, Lito Porto is his name, and he uh, um, he's the professor of Chicano literature at UT, and he really helped me sort of zero in on on on, on what I wanted to say. And um, uh, and together together we we wrote that piece. It honestly was mostly mostly his research. And uh, and his his words and I sort of made them flow into something that could be uh, that didn't sound as scripted, you know. And my mother, that's that was my mother playing, uh, you know, uh, his his mother. She's oh, a she's, she's so a teacher. Good. She's yeah. so real. You cast <laughs> your mom. That's awesome. Yeah, she never acted. She had a small scene in a horror film, and uh, and the people that know my mother were like. Uh, that sounds like something your mother, because my mother will just tell you a historical story of some kind, whether you want to hear it or not. She'll just right. go into a, because she's a teacher. Right. And so someone, a few friends were like, that sounds like something your mom would say anyway, right. you know, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And she really, uh, growing up for her, growing up in a, you know, in a, in a home, very poor, you know, picking cotton, a home of, you know, I think there was uh, seven, seven brothers and sisters, you know, um, some of her family down by the border off the freeway, uh, you know, in the surrounding areas, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, activity in there that, that, you know, of course you have the cartels and whatever, you know, and, and this, you know, and some of the families are stuck in the middle of all that. And, and, and they saw a lot, you know, and some of this was based on, on things that happen in that area, uh, of the world and South and South, South Texas. So she'd seen the machismo culture claim people she cared about very much, you know, um, and, uh, still, you know, Kind of sort of an arrested development and what of what it did to people uh, that that she knew and loved. So I, I think she could speak on that from a place of heart and experience. That's why it spoke to her. Uh, that, that might be why why um, people could connect with it. I love that. So Jesse and Ernesto was was John's mother giving you lots of uh, dirt about him in between takes and like telling you how you could push his buttons and telling you embarrassing stories like from when he was growing up. The, com- the complete opposite. <laughs> son, I love my boy. She she was only talking yeah. good about her son. It's the complete opposite. It was all the complete opposite. I, I, she was oh my god, so sweet. I I would never forget. I, I felt like she was my mother. <laughs> it's just that feeling. I'm sure that's not about the same thing. Was, yeah, yeah. So good working, great working. But. Yeah, and she loves John. She has such. It was so beautiful because it, he, she has so so much admiration towards him. So, um, and, and and then she passed that on to us. Like to Jesse, it was his. It was her son, you know. And for me, everything she was so organic, and she had so much um, wisdom, you know. And and when she drops that line, I remember, you know, the first few takes. Every take that we made, I think, um, for me, was like an answer being like. Something coming for me to, to to you know to um, to understand, but in a deeper way. And um, I th- like John said, I think that was a perfect a perfect line and and, and a perfect delivery every time. She, she's so wise, but at the same time so sweet. Loved her. Yeah. Loved working with her. Yeah. John, what's it like to direct your mom? I'm trying to imagine my mother and me going. You know that you're kind of indicating with that. I would just throw that a line. You know, you want to hit the word. I don't know. What's it like? Well, you know, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little bit of a, of a mama's boy kind of, and, you know, I hadn't been, you know, I've only seen her like once or twice a year for the past 16 years. Right. And so, and she, she knew what I did, but she didn't really know what I did. Right. right. And so, uh, I think it was a very emotional experience for her. Um, I, we had three days to turn her into an actress, if you want to call it that, you know? And so I remember I, I, I got her some, uh, you know, some private training, but I also worked with her a little bit too, in a way. And I remember her just sort of you know, her kind of trying, having a hard time moving past, you know, oh, I'm her son and she's very proud of me. And I'm like, oh no, let's, let's do that. Let's do the exercise though. Yeah. You know, let's, 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 let's get into this. You know, it's, uh, several times uh, I tried not to, not to call her mom. I think I slipped once or twice. Right. I was calling her by her, by her character name, which is her mother's name. Right. Um, but it was, uh, you know, she would do things like, um, I remember like our props person made some tortillas, but made them incorrectly. And yeah. I remember she was just like looking at this tortilla, like what? What is this? You know, type thing. You know, and uh, this tortilla and, is and she, would, and she would sometimes take the props that had been set on the table, and she'd like, nope, nope, it's better over here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's good. <laughs> oh, the scene where they're making tortillas. I want to be in that yeah. scene. I want to just eat those tortillas <laughs> all up. Um, yeah. There are a, a, a number, of, probably like two major sex scenes in the movie, and I know 
in bigger productions, you're always hearing about intimacy coordinators and that people are really kind of stepping up to make sure that stuff's handled in, in, in a good way. How did you guys approach that? Because I don't imagine you had the budget for that kind of stuff. It, it, it seemed like a much smaller operation. But how did you approach those scenes and, and why were they important for you, John, to have in the, in the piece? Sure, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, I think it'd be good to let, let the, let the men, um, first just tell you how, how it was for them without, without me, um, uh, talking first, because they were the ones who experienced it. I, I felt like it would, like it went, uh, it went well, but, but Jesse had Ernesto, please, please, uh, please yeah. tell me. What was your approach to that? How did you guys come at that? There was a lot of communication with John, you know, from the beginning. I think that, uh, he set the, the, the vibe to be very, like he was very open to to kind of allow us to get there whenever we whenever we had to get there, right? And then between Jesse and I, we we just went over it, you know. I I kind of I kind of wanted some details so that way we kind of had like um, something more like um, at least like an outline of how right like choreography approach it, right? Like this yeah, is like gonna happen, choreography. Then this is gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like bringing, you know, I suggested something to Jesse, you know, and then so, so boundaries and, and respect and, and and all those value values were present, and and I think that with Jesse, um, he was someone that was so open and you know and so willing to you know to work uh, with you know however we needed to, and then John kind of like allow allowed us to take the time to to bring that up to him too and then we all went over it and and we just kind of like let go of, of all the things that we kind of planned and and then we just did it but but it was always um safe you know we were only um sarah um and then john and and both of us right so it was very intimate it was very you know beautiful yeah it was the first time for me to do doing something like that um not in real life, obviously, but, you know, um, like in such a, um, I don't know, like with, with this whole story behind it. So, but I, I felt like it was necessary for Ruben to, to feel that uncomfortable, you know, to, to kind of, oh, and, and to just get there. And, and the whole thing was just set up for that. So I thank John for it. Thank yeah. you, John, for being so like cool with it. Yeah. Jesse, what was your approach to that, those scenes? <clears throat> uh well, same here. What, what Ernesto said, uh, John was very—he was constantly talking to us before, mm. before, and um, he was always saying, "This guys, if you don't feel comfortable, I mean, you, you just—I mean, do what you would, whatever you feel." Um, so throughout, before this, beforehand, we were constantly talking, and we, Ernesto and I, kind of talked about how we were going to choreograph it and all that. But in the end, we kind of just—it was so organic that whatever we, it just kind of happened. Yeah. It's just so in the moment, and it was just that was just the four of us in the room. So it was just Sarah, John, uh, Ernesto, and myself. And uh, yeah, it was just it was very organic. So it just kind of, it flowed. We didn't really have to. I think we took. I don't even think we took that many takes. I think it was just like a two or three takes tops, from, from what I remember. Yeah. But uh, it was a. Uh, it's very real. Yeah. Surreal. John, yeah. there, there's a version of this movie that 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 maybe they kiss and it fades, but this mm -hmm. and but I feel like with a love story like this, you need to see them, the passion of it. You need to see all the levels of their relationship. I think I think it's important. Um, I, I, I I do too. Um, and if you uh, and I'd love to speak on behalf of like preparing for the love scene too, real quick. I I, I feel like yeah, we did. There was a lot of communication, and we actually went through the uh, we went through the. Um, choreography on the ground uh and then and like the green room you know and and we were trying to make it so that it it made sense and it ended up being pretty much exactly like the fight scene uh the same choreography which which was unintentional but it ended up being um very similar which we thought was was pretty interesting uh if you go back and watch the film just the way that the way that the, that they're moving um but um i i do think that I, I can't believe that, you know, independent and Hollywood films have gone so long without intim intimacy coordinators, you yeah. know? And so definitely going forward, um, I'm going to have one. And just to, just to, just to make sure there's like someone there who can handle, handle it, make sure everyone's like, everyone's taken care of, everyone's covered if they want to be, et cetera, et cetera, you know, like, so going forward, um, I definitely want, want to do that. And I, 
this wasn't my first love scene, and so I'd done a few, and um, it really it was a close set, obviously, and it was myself and Sarah, who we haven't talked about, who's very talented director of photography, and and uh, you know she and I already had a rapport, so I think um, because she and I weren't nervous and. And uh, and we were already starting to build a rapport with with, uh, with these two men. Um, it felt very natural. But this was day two, though I think day two or day three. Uh, okay. It was early on, you know. <laughs> so we we jumped That's right really in. That's really smart. Just put that right on the schedule, right early on. How many days did you guys shoot? Do you remember? I think it was twenty eight. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, days. There's a scene where they're out of prison. Like the first half of the movie is the prison, and then the second half is is aftermath. Where they're both working at a at a garage, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting there in their uniforms, and and they're kind of they're, there's a sweetness to their relationship. And I thought you don't see <laughs> uh, same sex couples in sort of this working class environment, right? It just felt it felt um, fresh in a way. Can you talk to me about like this is not the, the world where you would you we've seen historically on film, you know, gay stories being told. Totally, I, I love I love that idealism. Like I said, it was a, it was a, an attempt to create a world where we're we're looking uh, we're looking past the general shock of of, uh, of scenes, you know, if you want to call it that, of seeing um, something like that in public without shame. So I, I I loved it. You know, the it was funny. Uh, you know, even the pe- the people who were letting us have the shop after hours, you know, they didn't. You know, you know. Um, I remember like. You know, looking over at one of the guys, and I went up to him like, "Did you?" You know, he's like, "Oh no, no, I, I, you know, this, I, I, I never, you don't see this very often." You know, like he, even even he had a, it impacted him a little bit. You know, not not negatively at all, but it was, uh, it was very, it was very interesting. You know, and then and then and then later on, the the woman who was actually our executive producer, who was an extra, and she, uh, she's she watches them embrace and kiss. You know, with that beautiful sort of sun flare. Yeah. Um, towards the end of the film, and uh, we tried several reactions. Like, I was like, "What if? What if you didn't like what you saw?" And then we did ran three takes like that, and the light was perfect, but it didn't feel right. And, and then we ran one where she was just like enamored and thought it was just the cutest thing, and that's the one that worked. And um, and a friend of mine was like, "I think that's us. That's us. That's us. Like appreciating, like you know, that these men are 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 just you know sh- you know uh, shamelessly uh, just." Uh, embracing one another and, being who and they are yeah right you don't you don't see it right and it i like it feels like it's a new place where we are in terms of gay stories on film but also society where it's not a non-issue it's not like mm-hmm. people don't know but it's more of like oh that's great you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, it's not like they live in a utopia where there are no you know stereotypes or pressures or anything on anybody but it's it's different. It's it felt like it felt fresh and it felt um, like where we kind of want to go and, and where we hopefully the world is getting to. Um, right, right. Yeah. And in one in one instance, we had the girlfriend who who calls him, you know, uh, uh, in, in, in a very negative Spanish word, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, Jesse's character has a has a girlfriend mm-hmm. that when Ernesto shows up out of prison. They're all having dinner together, and it's a little awkward. But what I liked about that was it wasn't the tension of, oh, my gosh, these people are going to find out, and everything's going to blow up because of their horrible secret. It was more like people are grown up. She could see what was happening between, you know, and it wasn't like the shocking sort of thing. It was it was more realistic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, talk to me a little about that girlfriend scene. Yeah, you know, um, it was like I guess, and somewhere in the at some point in the story, there had to be a reminder of uh, that, you know, within you know, uh, southern or southwestern Latino Catholic individuals, that there's going to be uh, some some uh, some judgment or some um, some people who don't see it the same way, or some people who, you know, they're that like what you said, it's present. You know, it's not like it's non-issue. Um, but I felt like I felt like there needed to be a reminder of uh, yeah. that there, there there are judgmental eyes and, and and hearts in the atmosphere. And I although I think more specifically, um, what she said manifested from a place of of hurt and rejection. Yeah, she was just pissed it off because yeah. he fucking loved somebody else. It wasn't yeah. about oh you're a sinner and the Bible says and all that exactly. nonsense. 
it was yeah. it was more she was just more like pissed at him for mm-hmm. kind of not being honest with her exactly. um, yeah what I it just worked for me as a love story and there's so few love stories where that is the theme like there's coming of age movies or um, movies that make a statement about things but there's very few where you just like I want those two to be together god damn it okay. for the actors talking about you know it used to be that if somebody played a gay role they were so brave and it, it, it was this, it was all this baggage around it, and I think that more and more younger people are more like they're, they're just le- less uptight about all of that stuff. What have you noticed in terms of your auditions and things like that around stories like this or themes like this? I don't think it's as big a deal as it used to be, right? Definitely not. Def- yeah, no. Definitely not. Yeah, it's a, it's more open. It's more. I think if you're it used to be if you were a serious actor or whatever, you had to think about what will people think and all of these things. And now it seems like if you want to be respected as serious, you play all kinds of parts. Or you're open to everything. And, and you're less um, worried about what people will think about this or that. Like, it feels like those conversations aren't happening as much as they used to. I, I totally agree. I think if you're serious about what you're doing, you should care what people think about you. Right. You should care what you think about you. Right. Right. I, I also think it's it's now it's less it's less of like uh oh, you know, I can check the box. I did this type of role, you know, or th- this type of role will, will will win me this sort right. of admiration. You know, I think I think we've we're moving past that as well too. Yeah. Oh, he's so brave. Yeah, he's so brave. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. For, for what? Kissing another human being? But that's what mm-hmm. this movie is getting at. Like that the theme that comes through for me is that the parts that some people consider soft, loving, tenderness, compassion, all of that stuff are somehow less manly. Are you're not a real man, you're soft mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's the themes that this movie uh, illustrates so beautifully. Um, totally, totally agree with that. Um, uh, sorry to cut you off. I just yeah, uh, go ahead. It's so fresh in my mind uh, when the two of them are are uh, in in bed. Uh, and um, at the very end, uh, towards the end, and uh, uh, Ruben and uh, Carlos talk about uh, you know going to um, um, going towards cousin Julio's place, getting his daughter, etc. You know, anyway, and they they face each other, and the light is just perfect, and and uh, you know, and it feels very manly when I feel like very masculine, you know, when they're they're embracing one another. Um, and, uh, and, uh, Carlos says, you know, says to him, uh, you know, if, if it's about you, it's about me, you know, and they, and they both, uh, I don't know, something about their voices and their, uh, their behaviors towards one another. I felt like, wow, this is like, this is some, this is some manly love. I don't know. (laughs) That's what I, what I felt when I was there and watching it last night, I was like, oh, this is, this is masculinity, you know? Right. It's, it questions what masculinity really is Mm -hmm. and what it means to be a man. Yeah. Um, for the actors, did those themes appeal to you? Did they resonate? Was it was it something a message that you liked the idea of being behind? Absolutely, absolutely. Like um, I was just thinking that, and I loved how you pointed out the fact that the the hardest things were to you know to embrace that the, the emotions and to embrace that soft side that we have as men right um i think that it takes courage to to face your emotions and to and to understand you know uh, when you're feeling sad or when you're feeling that uh, the need to be touched or you know all of these different topics so for me it kind of confirmed that it allowed me to 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 navigate the whole character um and and to to allow him to go to whatever place he needed to go without any judgment, you know, and there I found, I found so much love, you know, as an actor, as a human as well. Like I take that with me, you know, that yes, love does require a certain amount of courage, you know, and it's, it's making that choice and, you know, time after time after time. So at the end, you know, the thing, once you do that, it's kind of like everything else, everything else is easy. <laughs> you know, I think like the hardest part is to say, you know what, I feel this and um, I'm going to go with this. Right. And then once you do that, you're kind of like rewarded, as, you know, you become like your own hero, you know, and that's what's after embracing who you are, embracing 
you know, your emotions. I learned that, you know, and as I was reading the script, I was like, yes, and, and yes. And there were like these blocks in my mind. I, I answered so many things that I, so many questions that I had throughout my whole life. And, I, and throughout the whole movie, I kept on telling John, man, like there were scenes like, you know, with uh, um, the character that represents the church and, and, and we were all there. And I feel like he was answering all these things that I had towards religion and, and, and all this you know, sometimes we get so far from from the simple things, and 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 I think that that for me was a reminder that you know it's okay to 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 cry. It's okay to be uh, to embrace that side of yourself because it's it's through that that you get to to love, and that's why we're here. That, like at least for me, I think that's that was pretty pretty clear. Right, that's beautiful. What about for you, Jesse? Um. Same here. Love is love takes courage. You love something, you have to have some type of courage to go after it, um, and that that's actually I think that's like the core of the movie is basically that. That's the beauty how how you how you you just erase everything that you've been taught. Right, and what you, a real man right? is, and what a real man is, and all this nonsense that you you know you you you're shown as a kid. And now you discover yourself, what you are, what, what you want, what's real to you, what's not real to you. And it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a component of, of uh, finding yourself, yeah. finding yourself, finding what makes you happy and having the courage yeah. to follow through. Right. Yeah. That was lovely, man. Um, I find in my work, sometimes certain projects come on, come along at a certain time in my life and I take something special from them in that moment or whatever, what, what would all three of you say that you took from this project? What did it mean to you in your life? You know, several, there was so many things it meant for me. I think I'd never, I'd never had a project, uh, or I got to delve into, into my, uh, my heritage as much as, as much as this. Right. I got to work with my mother, right. you know, uh, being in, in a Who's, by North. the way, she's too big for you now. You can't meet her quote. <laughs> she's, Honestly, she, she's like Spielberg. <laughs> she, she will do Netflix, but she won't do CBS or ABC. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get her an agent. I'm trying to get her an agent. <laughs> yes. but, yeah. Like I, I, I have an agent here in Houston as an actor, and I right. want to get my agent to represent her. Yeah. But uh, yeah. To so like, we're you know, literally like it was like my family was in this motion picture. Right. You know, it's very personal. I'd never been uh, part of a, a, a. It wasn't a huge production, but it was the biggest one I've ever I've ever been a part of, and I'm. You know, and uh, I was very serious on set. I was very, very focused. And I think, um, I think one one thing I was trying to learn, I'm trying to work on, is to kind of bring more, more, more levity to, to the set, to my work. Uh, um, you know, I was playing with all the, uh, I was exploring and collaborating with these two, with these two people, um, who, who I started to love during, you know, the course of filming about masculinity and uh how do we say this how do we say that what's you know i wanted to talk about what was going on and in, in, in their lives too and i think you know ernesto and i talked um a lot about about ruben and uh and ernesto shared with me you know things that how he how, how some of the themes resonate with him and i think we we delve into those sometimes a little further um it was a very immersive um project for me and i got to uh, sort of delve into like you know, I'm a sensitive big guy. I've always been the big sensitive guy, you know, and, um, and I, I think that, uh, sensitivity has allowed me to, you know, to, to have some perceptions that I'm able to, to put into filmmaking and storytelling. You found a way um, to channel it. Yeah. Way to channel it. Whereas it's been growing up, it was a negative, like, you know, don't cry after basketball games. Don't, right. don't, uh, don't hold your books like that. Don't drink out of a straw. Right. Uh, don't drink out of a bottle like that. You know, really, don't um, drink out of a straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I had the yeah. book thing. You have to. You can't carry your books like that. That's a girl thing. You have to carry right, it down right. here. But your arm wants. My arm wants to go like that. But what's <laughs> right. the straw in the bottle thing? Well, the bottle thing is you don't put your lips over the entire bottle. You know, is what was what I was told uh, when I was. <laughs> is a kid, it too much you know? like a blowjob? Is that the too much like a blowjob? Yeah, and wow. don't drink out of a straw. Oh my god! Yeah, and if you do, don't hold the straw. Right. You know. Um, so th- th- things like that, you know, um, and whatever. I mean, I've uh, no, but the, I I grew up in a small town, and then and mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of sort of 
role models and stuff. And there, there's this culture of like, oh, you don't do that. Or that's soft. Or you're a sissy. Being called a sissy was the worst. Yeah. That's the word that like, ooh, really like traumatized me. So yeah. those, you, those sort of um, cultures where you kind of, their rules are important yeah. not to break. Yes, and everyone and everyone in uh, the group, my group of friends. I mean, maybe they would say differently now, but I remember a time when they all thought I was tough, so I had, I had to be the tough guy, you know. And then, you know, and I had to, I had to, I had to do that for so long, you know, and to the point where like I had to be like, you know, act tough for a minute with You're somebody. You're playing a role. Yeah, play, I was playing that role, and I I hated it, you know. I just didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. Could you, know? you kick somebody's ass be... for me if I if you needed to, somebody to get? Could you like fight people? Were you tough like uh, that? Yeah, I, I got I got into fights, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, it was it was just the thing. It was just the, you know, if someone someone comes and you know and tests you, you you have to, or or I'm sure I'm sure guys, you've been through this before too. You know, if someone tests you and and you don't do anything about it or you don't speak right. on your behalf, like you're you're ostracized. Yeah, you you're, you're going to be screwed for the rest of the time. Yeah, like, you got to stand that, up. That group, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I didn't like those moments. And so, I mean, yeah, I got, I got into, I got into a few fights and yeah, I don't know. I felt horrible afterwards, you know? It's not your thing. Not my thing. I don't yeah. like it. So Jesse, what, what was it about this project at this time in your life that, that was meaningful? What did you, what did you take away? Um, I found myself, I found a lot of things about myself that, uh, probably knew before, but I confirmed it now. Uh, I grew up also in a pretty tough neighborhood. I'm born and raised uh, in New York City. I uh, was raised in Harlem. So it was, a, it was a tough time when I grew up there. You had to kind of get into fights. It's like like all of us. We all grew up, you know, and, and um, we all had our tough times. Right. But I, uh, I had a hard time letting go of things or crying or because I figured you have to be tough. But I learned through, actually through this film, I concurred it through this film that tough is like being tough is when you think you when you want to be tough it's actually fear yeah you're afraid you're afraid that's it's fear you're acting tough because you're afraid and once you let go of that fear and and you unite that bond you become you and yeah. i learned that i i concurred that with this film it was uh it, it taught me so much so much about myself personally that's beautiful and I, I cry now and, and you need to cry sometimes yeah you can't stop this guy from crying there's a few shots I just kind of watched it again and there's a few shots where you're just like this open wound and I'm like oh that guy that guy is feeling so much um so Ernesto what about what what about the experience did you take away because I know it was your first leading role carrying a movie so that must have been like a big deal in and of itself yeah for sure for sure I think that um what I took was um, there's something about the choices. There's something about choices that we make, you know, whether, you know, it's in acting or whether it's in your life, you know, there is always one choice, right? That's going to take you towards a certain place that's going to give you peace and eventually it's going to show you that was the right choice. Right. And I found that it's in that conversation that we have with ourselves. It's in the way we speak to ourselves and, and the amount of compassion that we use that allows us to kind of like make a better choice each time, yeah. you know, and it's okay if you don't, because there is always going to be another opportunity to make a better one or not. And in and, and that transaction of life, you know, by, because all of us go through, um, with this movie, I was able to 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 learn to to talk to myself in a different way, in a more in a more compassionate way, and to trust and and, and to make certain changes to the way I spoke to myself, if if that makes sense. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that to me, yeah, that to me was very valuable because, um, of course, there was a weight, there was a lot of responsibility, but but before that, I needed to kind of what a little bit of what Jesse said. I needed to find myself and, and to tune into that before anything, you know, before being a man, before whatever, you know, first I had to tune into that, my own truth. And then I, I was able to, you know, get out in the world and do the rest. 
Right. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, John, looking at your background, I, I was raised Mormon, and you did the, that trilogy about Mormon missionaries in love, which I have to go and watch now. Um, mm-hmm. I am no longer Mormon. They kicked me out for being gay. Turns out they don't like that. But, um, um, I'll send you links to all three of them. What's that? I'll send you links to all three Oh, I love it. Um, but, but you, you are quite prolific and you do stuff on your own. Like you don't wait around for someone to say yes, right? You make this shit happen. Yeah. I I love, I love doing it. And I just feel like I've, I've seen people just wait for years and years to do something because they didn't have the money. And I just, I just think that, um, you know, if it's, it's better, you're better off just, just. Just make, just creating as much stuff as you can with, with uh, you know, with people that you like to create with. So I, I get impatient and um, yeah, you so don't want already... you don't want to sit around with a script in a drawer and like I have that a bit too. Like I'm like I need to realize something. I can't just mm-hmm. have all of these things going. Yeah, I need to realize yeah. something, right? Right, right. Thank you for mentioning that. That's also part of it. It's like you know when you when you want to make a story, it's because you're sort of processing something in your in your head, right? And I wanted to process this. What is lose? I wanted to process love and dangerous times. What is right? You, you know, made a, a love story during the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to process what am I feeling right now? Like wanting to be back home with my family, but being here and not knowing how. You know, with the Falls movie, I, Falls movies, I was processing growing up Catholic and having these conflicting feelings growing up. Um, um, towards, you know, you know, uh, uh, God and sexuality and, you know, uh, I don't know, just trying to just processing that, not, right. not just for myself, but for others as well. So, yeah. you know, I love, I love doing that. I love doing the research. I love getting people together and just, you know, um, I, I just did a thing recently where we just showed up and just improv, you know, something. And I just loved it. I just love, I love putting things on camera, you know, whether, whether people dig it or not. You're, you're <laughs> a great example of like, you know what, just fucking do it, figure out a way to mm-hmm. do it. Shoot it on your phone, whatever, right? You just figure it yeah. out. Figure it out. Figure but there's it out. there's a lot of craft in 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 lose. And um, I wanted to mention the music. It's the same people that do the daily podcast, which I listen to every day. Right? Mm-hmm. Wonderly? Yeah, 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 they're awesome. I'm like, I know that name, and it's like they yeah. do that they do the soundtrack of um, the daily podcast, which I listen to. But anyway, the music's great in your movie and the photography, oh, all the craft stuff. Um, uh, final question for all of you guys. Why do you tell stories? Um, I, I tell stories, uh, so I can, uh, I can process things that are happening in my life and hopefully, uh, they speak to, to other people and what they're processing in their own lives. And hopefully that those, those, uh, those align at some, at some point, um, timing is very important obviously but sometimes i'll get an email about a film i made years ago and that resonates with somebody now this thing i was experiencing back then so i i think the we're all same stuff's going through most of us through our heads and through our bodies and and uh spiritual and otherwise and i feel like there's other people out there like us and that's why i i watch things from other directors read things from writers etc and i'm like oh, this is me this person's just like me right you know and sometimes i read it i'm like i can't this isn't me at all you know and that's fine you know right but um i love that that's why i tell that's why i tell stories so. i love it what about you ernesto why do you why do you act why do you why do you take part in this storytelling exercise um well to me i was i was thinking about it and it's there's something about living um this extra life, you know, this parallel world where, you know, you don't only get to be in your shoes, but to be in someone else's shoes and, and to kind of like, there's always judgment, you know, as much as we say, we don't this and that there, there's always the first time you, you know, you read something in another life and you're like, Oh, I wouldn't do that. Or like, Oh no, like there's always, you know, you compare where you're at in life versus, where this person and their choices are again. So um, there is something about fun, about just kind of like not being, you know, not processing through your own, just your, your filter. So I think that's, that's what's for me, you know, there's fun in that. And also there is, there's a little bit of, of processing, um, you know, pain, you know, um, and, and that that we kind of like, because life is happening, so we don't have time to like stop and and, and, and kind of like see different problems or, or deal with them in a different way so deeply. So, you know, once you're you're acting, you're kind of like or telling stories, 
you know, you're taking the time for that. Imagine it's kind of like you're getting mastering, you're getting a mastering in other people's lives. And, and, and I think that's fascinating. It's, it's, um, it's an opportunity for me. I love that. What about you, Jesse? Um, you do it for the Costco uh, pizza? It, it can't be just for the Costco pizza. <laughs> it's, 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 that was my first choice. But right, of course. <laughs> would be uh, I, I feel you're tapping into something every time you're uh, you're doing this. Honestly, I would go insane if I don't do this. I don't know why, but there's something to me since since I was a child. If I don't, if I'm not constantly being something that I'm tapping into at the moment, I think I'd go crazy. Uh, so uh, personally, it's just you're tapping into something that you need to express. I don't know how to explain it in words because we're limited with words, unfortunately. But you're tapping into something that you need to express and you need to share it with everyone. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I have one more question and I always forget that I have a last question and then I pretend that I don't. But mm-hmm. what's, each of you share with me a favorite reaction you've gotten from somebody that's seen the movie. Um, Sweet, yeah. something funny, something, you know, yeah, anything... Yeah. That, yeah, I had my friend, my, my friend Peter Bryson, which is just, just, uh, just uh, send me an email like, just holy shit, in all like, all caps, you know. And then he called me and he's like, John, 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 this is the, the best thing you've ever created. This is your best work. I love the Falls movies, I do, but this, this one. And he just, he talked for a long time uh, about it, and that's that's one of my favorite reactions. Yeah. Uh, all caps. They're not fucking around when it's all caps. That <laughs> yes. you don't put all caps yeah. if you don't really mean it. He had like six exclamation marks after it too. So I mean, I yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can take those to the bank. What <laughs> yes. about you guys? Have you had uh, interesting reactions from from anyone in your life or people that have seen it? Yeah, well, I heard about. I heard that my, my sister told me that um, my mom skipped through the whole like like most of the whole movie like she was really uncomfortable but then when she spoke to me she doesn't know that I know this but when she talked spoke to me she's like oh my god it was amazing and she started like you know um, so I was like wow you're not telling me oh no but you know it is what it is I I feel like um, I get it and um, the second one um, was um, someone asking me if I was really drinking (laughs) The coffee, because <laughs> it's like I have a question. Were you really, really drinking something? And um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that someone caught into that. Yeah, I was drinking. You were yeah, drinking. Yeah. Thank you for really drinking. Because my pet peeve in movies is when people have paper coffee cups and you know there's nothing in them. They just have oh. like a tray in there, you know. Or when the suitcase is clearly empty. No, carry. You know, I notice these things. He gets people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm sorry your mom didn't watch didn't watch the whole thing. Was it was it was it because so, so certain scenes or Yeah, so, so because yeah. of some certain scenes. Yes, you she was just like forward through those parts. You know, yeah. I think you know, again we, we go back to culture and I think that, you know, yeah. it's it's okay for people to process it in their own time and, and, and I think that's beautiful that she watched the rest. I love that. <laughs> on, on on your own time. That's yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. When you're ready. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she wanted to space out her pride over time, like stretch the experience, you know, right? That's how much she loves your work. Uh, what about you, Jesse? Do you have any favorite reactions? Um, a lot of people were proud of me. They said that was uh, one of the best work they've seen me do. Um, I mean, I, there was some funny faces when there was that intimate scene. You know, I, I just, I kind of peeked to see what their facial reactions were, and uh, one person, a friend of mine, his mom was just like... <laughs> <laughs> were you guys able to screen it with audiences before COVID hit? Like, I don't know the time frame when you were out there with... Uh, I, yeah, I did a test screening for, the, yeah. like, the two-and-a-half, three-hour version. Yeah. And it was a theater uh, full, of, full of, you know, maybe about 30 people or so, and um, it was actually uh, Jim Brumberg uh, from Wonderly, Right, uh, the venue that that he uh, that he runs, and um, and uh, it got a you know I remember looking around during uh, both intimate scenes, and it kind of felt a little bit you know, um, but I mean it felt a little tense in there, but but uh, Portland's a pretty progressive place, so it wasn't um, yeah. You know, afterwards, afterwards, you know, there was maybe a few comments on that, you know, like it was unexpected, 
I think some people wanted a warning, you know, but, um, uh, but for, for the most part, it was like, I, what I keep hearing is like, I, this is, um, you know, one of the most visceral, passionate love scenes I've, I've seen in the film. Is what, love I, it. Is, is what I keep hearing. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was my big takeaway. It's just a great love story that you're really into. You want these people, you want them to be together and to, to find happiness together because the, the love is that palpable. So you should all be very proud. Um, tell people how they can watch it, where they can see it, um, when they can see it. So it comes out um, March the 19th on, in theaters, and I believe in uh, New York, New York, Los Angeles, and I believe Chicago, and I heard something about uh, Orlando, but I'm not sure. And then it comes out on, on a video on demand uh, on, on just most, most platforms, um, uh, including uh, Amazon and Vudu, and I believe, I believe Fandango Now, um, and YouTube, Google Play, uh, all those, all those, all those places for, for video on demand on April the 6th. Awesome. So. Well, congrats to all of you. Thank you for this. Uh, I hope everyone watches it. It's wonderful. Thank you. Bye guys. Enjoy right, the bye. rest Thank of your you so weekend. Much. Thank you so much for having us. Congrats on the movie. I loved it. Thanks again to John, Ernesto and Jesse. Check out their movie lose. It comes to DVD and VOD on April 6th. And it is currently in limited release in some cities around the country. Um, All right, so this happened. I mentioned up top, you know, about my virtual game nights that I host um, and the game I co-created with my friend Jeb Havens called You Don't Know My Life. Well, we've been in development for about, I don't know, six months maybe um, with two production companies, and we had our first network pitch Zoom yesterday. We developed our show, and we pitched it to a network. And uh, we won't know for a while... uh, if it's a yay or a nay, but I feel really good about it. And it was, I feel like we did great. Um, We played the game first and people that we were pitching to were really into it and had a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So keep your fingers crossed, but I have no regrets about how we did. I felt like we, we left it all on the zoom as they say. So it's very exciting. And uh, no matter what happens, I feel really good about it. So there's that. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye.